emergency podcast time. Uh, today is Tuesday, September 29th for episode 105 of the Jake podcast, the first day of October. Now, hold on, hold on. First day of October. I just said it was September 29th. How is that even possible? I'll tell you why. Because any baseball fan knows that the first day of October is the first day of playoff baseball. We have playoff baseball going on. Twins Astros, White Sox A's, Rays Jays, Tribe Yankees all going on today. Tomorrow the National League starts with the American League continuing. But the big talk today is obviously Indians, Yankees, Cleveland, New York, Obviously, this means a lot to me. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into this. Okay, how did we get here, right? Okay, coming into this season, this is a shortened season, 60-gamer. Um, everybody knew that there was going to be an expand, expand, expanded playoff format, right? So um, every division was going to get one team in, and, and then they're also going to get their second-place team in. So every division was getting two automatic bids, and then there's going to be the two next best teams as the wild cards. And they're going to face off that the best non-division winner, which happened to be the Cleveland Indians, uh, and the three division winners play at home, where the other two second place teams and the two wild card teams go on the road. And that is seeded based on, obviously, the second place teams first and then the wild card. So it's a little bit of a wacky seeding this year. The Astros being under 500 were somehow the sixth seed because of just the way that second placing works. And meanwhile, uh, the White Sox, who were basically tied with the Indians for the fourth best record in, in the American League, actually got the seventh seed. They had to be behind the Astros and the Yankees, uh, even though they finished with a better record. But those were second place teams. White Sox technically a third place team. So, how do we have this? Okay, the Rays finished the you know American League with the best record. A's were uh, a little bit ahead of the Twins for the second best record. They host the White Sox. Twins again third place with the third best record. They barely beat out the Indians and White Sox. It was a very tight finish in that AL Central. Um, in terms of whom I'm picking, I'm going to get to that later. I want to go over the Indians-Yankees series alone, okay? Um, we've seen them play four times in recent years. Uh, 97, 98, 2007, and 2017, all right? Indians are 2-2. Two and two, Yankees are 2-2 two and two as well uh, in those series. In 97, the Indians won. 98, the Yankees won. Uh, in 2007, the Indians won. In 2017, Yankees won. So no one's ever won two in a row. Um, and the Indians have actually had the lead in every series. And even in the two that they lost, which was 2017, they had a 2-1 lead. And in 98, they had a lead as well. So uh, kind of crazy that you consider that. And then 97 to 2007, they won both series. I think it was three games to one each. Um, so overall, Indians looking all right. Fortunately, big, big, big ideal is that... Um, ideal the it is ideal that the Indians are playing at home uh since they finished with the better record than the Yankees they have a home series which the Yankees a were not all that great on the road so that's going to be considered that a the Yankees weren't that great on the road and they also weren't great playing against playoff teams they're under 500 against playoff teams this year they uh I think it was 10 and 17 was their record so not just under 500 uh, it was actually a pretty bad record and then when they're playing at playoff teams, they were 3-10, and 10, okay? So those are Rays, uh, Braves, Jays, uh, 
um, a lot of the teams in the East because uh, you know everyone was playing their own division, you know their AL division, and then they're also their NL counterparts. Yankees clearly have a great lineup. This is a thing that they've you know the Bronx Bombers still live on. They've been banged up this year, so they were up and down at times because of a lot of injuries. I think uh, you know they had a really tough stretch where I think they went five and fifteen. And in that stretch, they fell to uh, 500 on the season. They got some guys back, and they got back on top of it. Uh, with that being said, they still exceeded very well at home, but on the road, and that happened to line up with some of the injuries, they did not do well. Um, Pitching-wise, Garrett Cole, he's uh, an ace. He's paid like an ace. He was signed for them f- basically for this game. For game one, he is going to be going up against Shane Bieber, uh, Shane Bieber won the pitching triple crown this year. He should be the unanimous uh, Cy Young award winner, and should probably get a few MVP votes. I'm not. I don't think he's going to get them because he only played in uh, what like 20, um, not even 20 games, 20% of the team's games. So uh, hard to give MVP to a guy that only played one fifth of a, of your games, especially in a you know shortened season. Uh, that being said, uh, Garrett Cole. Very good starting pitcher. He was up and down in some of his starts. He looked like an ace. Sometimes he uh, got roughed up for a couple runs. Shane Bieber never allowed more than three walks, never allowed more than five hits. Um, he The most amount of runs he gave up on the air was three. Uh, he went for five innings, eight strikeouts in every game. And uh, I think he only went only five innings twice. The rest of the games were six, seven, eight innings. Uh, he topped 14 strikeouts a couple times. He, you know, had the number one ERA, number one in strikeouts, number one in wins. Um, I mean, his his numbers are insane. He really came into his own this year. His numbers historically against the Yankees aren't great, and obviously this is a brand new position for him because at the beginning of the 2019 season he was the five starter behind uh, Corey Kluber, Carlos Carrasco, Trevor Bauer, and Mike Clevenger. Obviously, some in, uh, some injuries happened last year. Uh, that combined with them trading Bauer, trading Kluber, and the his own emergence, he's now the number one. So very different. It hasn't been long. He's only 25 years old, but he has quickly risen up to ace status. He's the best pitcher in the American League. And uh, I'm just, you know, I'm hoping because in my head, the Indians have this advantage. Bieber at home against a team that hasn't played him this season and had, doesn't play historically well on the road. You'd think that is advantage Indians, and in my head it is. In my heart, I've just I've seen Indians aces not pitch well in the playoffs. Corey Kluber got roughed up last, you know, I seemingly like five, six ever since the 2016 World Series. Uh, he, you know, when we forced him out there, he hasn't been the same. And then, you know, obviously he was a little bit older. Uh, a little bit more worn down, so I'm hoping that Bieber is a little fresher and won't fall victim to that. Because Trevor Bauer also pitched great in the playoffs. He was he had one of the best you know pitching performances I've ever seen in the playoffs. He was like six no hit innings, uh, and they cruised to a victory over the Yankees. Then it was six nothing in the 2017 game one, and it was in the 2017 game two that Corey Kluver you know got roughed up a little bit, but the Indians had a big comeback and eventually won the game. Uh, if we also want to look at statistics for game ones in Cleveland, Bauer won in 2017 the game one. Back in 2007, CC Sabathia for the Indians at the time beat Ching Ming Wong in a pretty decidedly uh, game one victory for Cleveland 
in Cleveland. I know there were crowds then, so I know it's going to be different. There's not going to be a lot of that going on, but it's tough to be traveling as a team in during these COVID times right now. Meanwhile, the Indians have been here since September uh, 21st, I think, maybe even a little bit longer. So they, they're getting comfortable in Cleveland. They don't have to leave here until everybody goes to Southern California to play in the next round. So obviously they got to get there first, but advantage for the Indians in terms of where they get to stay. They've been a good home team. Yankees are a bad road team. They've been a great pitching team. Yankees strike out a lot. Indians strike out batters a lot. Um, in terms of the Yankees pitching, again, it'll come down to Indians' timely hitting, which they not, have not been clutch all year. Uh, it seems like they had way too many wasted at-bats. They had way too many nonchalant at-bats. Uh, that's not going to fly anymore. Hopefully, Frankie Lindor really turns it on for the playoffs. Jose Ramirez is one of the hottest pitchers uh, um, players in baseball. He... Uh, was AL Player of the Month in September. So if that carries over, that's going to be a huge advantage for the Indians. Carlos Santana, he gets on base a ton. Framiel Reyes, he has been very cold, but you know the pop he has in his bat. Same with Josh Naylor. Uh, he's been cold, but also has some pop. Hopefully this Indians back of the lineup is not going to strike out a ton. We need a little bit of run support. We need a little bit of uh, guys getting on bases because if we can get a guy or two on base for the top of the lineup when Lindor leads off, Cesar Hernandez has been really good with guys on. Jose Ramirez, one of the best hitters in baseball last month, uh, the the best hitter in baseball last month. Uh, I, I really like the Indians' chances going forward if this is the case. Um, in terms of game two, we don't have starters yet, but uh, you can assume that it'll be Tanaka versus Plesak. The Indians have lined up Plesak to get game two. Tanaka, he's a very good playoff pitcher. He does not mess around. When it comes to the playoffs, he is a gamer, and I fully expect that to be a Yankees victory uh, because Plesak has never pitched in the playoffs before. This will be new for him. Uh, even though he's emerged as one of the better pitchers in the American League, I think that after a game one victory for the Indians, that's just going to be a lot of pressure on the kid, and uh, I like the you know I like Tanaka, a veteran. He's just performed. Um, he gets a lot of crap on because he has some bad starts here and there, but at the end of the day, he's a really good playoff pitcher. And I'll come down to game three at home. Carlos Carrasco against I guess Jay Happ. I really don't know who the like third starter is for the Yankees because you know behind Cole this season it hasn't been that great. And Cole's been very good, but. Um, starting pitching for the uh, the Yankees has not been that great this season, so we'll see. Uh, my head says the Indians should win this series. They Both teams are good. I can totally see both teams rolling out two straight victories saying, hey, you know what? The Yankees lineup, they're for real, and uh, the Indians lineup has been cold all season, so of course they would be cold now. I could also see it being that the Indians pitching is just so good, and at home, uh, Yankees can't answer that, and uh, they strike out a ton. So I think uh, those will be the keys to the victories for both teams are can the Yankees get on the starting pitching early, provide their pitcher some relief, um, I'm sorry, some run support. Uh, it'll also be a battle of the bullpens. You know how they shorten up players' starts. Uh, if Bieber has runs into any difficulty at all or any of the starting pitchers for the Indians, they will not hesitate to go for Tristan McKenzie two innings, James Karinchak, we will see him in this series a lot. Brad Hand, um, I, I imagine he'll pitch in you know any lead situation, but they're not gonna. It's not gonna be like 2016 when Adam Miller, uh, or I'm sorry, Andrew Miller and Cody Allen would come in at any time to pitch. It's not gonna be like that. So 
With that being said, I do pick the Indians to win this series. I think it's going to be a little gut-wrenching. I, I think it'll be one of those where like you're on the edge of your seat for every pitch because the Indians aren't going to provide a lot of runs offensively. And you're going to just hope for three to one victories. And as much as everyone says pitching wins championships, it also makes you go gray. Because if you want to win like that, it is just going to be nerve wracking all game long. It's not going to be like the White Sox who are pounding out home runs and really packing it on the A's right now. And then, you know, they have Lucas Giolito going who looks like a stud today. So, again, this will be it'll be nerve wracking for those who don't know. Uh, I live in New Jersey. I was born here. I've lived my whole life here. I lived my whole life hating the Yankees. Um, right when I was getting into sports, they were becoming one of the best dynasties of all time. So clearly, as a kid who watched my team you know, fail in the playoffs and the Yankees win four uh, World Series titles, yeah, so it, it, like, you know, it mattered a lot uh, for me to hate the Yankees. So with that being said, They've had success against the Yankees in the playoffs. Um, the last time was a bad taste, and I think I just got to make sure I don't think of that too much because the 2016 team had Lindor, Ramirez, Santana, and uh, Carrasco. That's it. And Carrasco was hurt for that that run. So this is a completely different Indians team outside of those guys, and I want those guys that were there to be on this team. So those are going to be the guys that help get the Indians to the next round. Uh, what to watch for on the Yankees. Obviously, DJ LeMahieu, he won the batting title this year. Uh, I imagine he's going to be on base a lot against the Indians. Luke Voigt had the home run title. Uh, you got to keep him in the park because obviously that guy can swing it. So I expect the Yankees to, I expect them to put up some runs. I don't think Shane Bieber is going to go out there and pitch seven innings of one-run game. I think this is going to be a, like a series where the Yankees and the are going to score some runs, and the Indians need to keep up with that. Maybe it's not going to be like eight runs that they're going to score, but it's going to be those things where you see them get on the on the board early. You're going to need to back up your pitcher because there's only nine there's only nine innings to these games. So I'm nervous. I'm very nervous right now because I hate losing to the Yankees. I hate seeing them do well. I hate when my team gets eliminated. So obviously a combination of those three right now in this series. Uh, around the league, I think the Twins are going to beat the Astros in... I don't, I don't know how many games. I don't really care. Um, I think the Twins beat the Astros. I, th I think the White Sox beat the A's pretty easily. I think the Rays beat the Jays easily. I think the Indians... This goes down to a three-game series with the Yankees. Um... I just, I just think the two teams are too good to uh, both lose two games. But, you know, you never know. Uh, then after that, all the teams go to California. I think the Rays and Indians play in a really tight series. But I really like the Indians here because I think they have better hitting than the Rays actually do. I know, I know the numbers wouldn't support that. But I think come playoff time, they're going to be able to support their pitchers. And... Uh, I do think that the Indians pitchers are better than the Rays. I know the Rays have been super dominant. I haven't watched them at all. I know that. But I'm going to stick with my guns and say the Tribe and Five. Uh, I think the White Sox and Twins will have a great series where the White Sox will beat the Twins. The Twins away from home. This is going to hurt them a little bit. And it will help the White Sox who don't have to go to Minnesota and play the you know Bomba squad. And then Tribe White Sox. 
I, I mean, I've, I've been talking to Mick Bode all year about the Tribe playing the White Sox. They have owned them, and I think they will continue to do well against them, and I think they win in six to go to the World Series. The Tribe passes the White Sox. Tribe in the World Series. In the National League side, again, don't know too much about the National League. I haven't watched much, but from what the numbers say, um, obviously, you know, everyone knows the Dodgers are still here. I don't think they're losing to the Brewers in the first round, so I'm then moving on to Texas. Uh, again, the National League plays in Texas. Um, the Reds play the Braves. Uh, as much as I would like to see the Reds knock the Braves out, I think the Braves beat the Reds in three games. Um, then with the Marlins Cardinals and... Oh, no, it's... I'm sorry. It's Marlins Cubs. I think... Uh, I, th- I think the Marlins are going to sneak by the Cubs. And I think the... Padres are going to sneak by St. Louis, and those will be the the teams that make it on to Texas. Uh, I think those can be very tight series. I just I don't see San Diego going away that quickly, and I do think the Marlins are going to be a thorn in the side. Then moving on to the uh, next round, I think the Dodgers do move past San Diego. As much as they're a fun team, I think everyone wants them to be better than they actually are. The Dodgers are so solid, and they're going to win. Uh, they win in five, moving on to the National League Championship Series. And then on the other side of it, I think the Braves move along. I think they're just a really good team. They're balanced. They, uh, I think they figured out enough pitching to get them through one series. Uh, uh, and, and plus, only the second round is only best of five. So I think if they can like you know put together enough solid starts, they should be just fine. They're a better team. They're the second best team in the National League. So I think... You know, outside of the Dodgers, I think they should be able to handle everybody. And their lineup is really good. Um, they can put up some big scoring nights, and I think we can see that in one or two of their starts. So I have the Brave moving, Braves moving on uh, past the Marlins in five, um, maybe six. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Uh, then in the National League Championship, uh, I have the Braves actually beating the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers just run into one of those things where they just can't get of their their own way, and uh, they do not make it to another uh, World Series, and they fall a little bit short again. Uh, it seems like the Dodgers always beat themselves, and I think that's what's going to happen again. Maybe Clayton Kershaw uh, gets roughed up in a big time uh, situation. I think it's going to be Braves Indians. That's a replay of the 1995 World Series, and this is where the Indians finally get their vengeance. Uh, the Braves, who haven't seen Indians pitching all season, they're not going to know what to do with them. Uh, I I think the Braves will win a couple games here. I think it'll be Braves in uh, it'll be Tribe in seven that they'll take down the Braves, uh, and it'll be a heck of a a way to win. You know, if we um, you know, you look at this as like, oh, this is obviously a homer pick for Jake, and it's true. Like I do that a lot, but uh, I think there's a lot of logic here because you know the Tribe brass has been criticized you know, for not going for it, right? Not trading a bunch of prospects so that they could field one big team for one big squad for one shot at, whether it was 2016 or 2017 when they had the best record in the AL uh, in in baseball. Or, uh, you know, 2020 when it's a shortened season and, you know, this is the year steal it. Chris Antonetti has built a Cleveland Indians team that is supposed to sustain a long period of success and hopefully get into the playoffs a bunch of times and just one of those times make a run based on solid pitching and timely hitting 
and the, and win a World Series. That's always been the plan. It's not wait till it's their time and then make a bunch of trades and go all for all in in one season. That's never been the play. So you know this is why you see deals like they trade Mike Clevenger because he's going to be facing arbitration and he's going to get expensive and the Indians don't have money and COVID took more money from them this year so they're really not even going to be able to pay Francisco Lindor his arbitration deal next year like they'll have to trade him because they just literally cannot afford it like they'll like they just can't do it so this is why you see the Indians make some deals where it's like oh you didn't get the number one prospect from San Diego you didn't even get a top five prospect what you did get was the number was like seven, nine, eleven prospects from from the Padres, and then you got three major league players right now because that's how the Indians are going to make these trades. They're going to do Lindor the same way, where they trade him, and they get a major league hitter, a major league ready starter, and probably a like th- two good prospects, not phenomenal but good ones. And you know, and this is just how they keep on restocking so that they're never out of it. They're never tanking. They're always on the cusp of, hey, maybe them, maybe this year, because they believe that in baseball, there's enough of a gamble, enough of a randomness that if you're there long enough, you'll eventually win a World Series. And I think this is the perfect year to have a random team win it, right? It's a shortened season. You learn less about the players that are out there. So it gives the opportunity to the other teams in it. So this isn't, you know, and with the Yankees being hurt, with the fact that there, you know, there's been very little film, so you can't really tell much about Shane Bieber because he's really come on so much this season that it's like, wow, I really don't know his history with a lot of teams because he hasn't faced a lot. I think this is the type of randomness that supports Cleveland that gives them their chance to compete this year. Uh, that <laughs> that all being said, if they lose Game One to Garrett Cole and then you know Tanaka seems to have their number. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. And it'll be a bummer. It'll be a tough way to to lose and go down the season. I hate losing to the tribe. Hopefully not a lot of Yankee fans are paying attention because it's COVID. I mean, you you know how that can be sometimes. Um so again, I'm pulling for the tribe. I think they have what it takes to uh to win it all. I, I know I know they have what it takes to win this series. But it comes down to are they gonna play like they did in the regular season? And are the Yankees going to play like they did in the regular season? Because the Yankees, not great on the road. Indians, good at home. Indians had a winning record against playoff teams. Uh, and at home, they were 12-5 and against playoff teams. And the Yankees were 3-10 and at playoff teams. That's a huge difference. Huge difference for the Yankees to win three of their 13 road games against playoff teams and the Tribe to win 12 of their 17 playoff games against, uh, or home games against playoff teams. Those are good playoff teams. White Sox and Twins, you know, they beat them. Um, you know, the two of the teams that they couldn't, they just couldn't get the Cubs this year. They beat the Brewers at home. They beat uh, the Reds at home twice. So they play, they played a lot of different teams at home, playoff teams, good teams, and they beat them. Uh, they won a lot of series at home. Just got to keep that in mind. Uh, the Tribe... I, uh, I like them in this series. I'm nervous. Very nervous. I'll probably be live tweeting. I'll be nasty. I'll be whatever. But really pulling for them. Terry Francona is not going to be managing this playoffs. He basically only managed, like I think, like five or six games this season. It's Sandy Almar. And yeah, he's done a good job. I know he's been criticized a lot with pitch counts and when to go to the bullpen. But um, 
again, this is a it's a big job, and we know Sandy Almar against the Yankees in the playoffs has history, uh, especially in this town. So uh, hopefully a little more Sandy magic. Uh, that was against Rivera, very young Mo Rivera, but the Sandy you know hitting that playoff home run, and then obviously if we could relive that 2007 and then 1997 Cleveland magic. Uh, of beating the Yankees rather than 98 and uh, 2017 where they blew it after having a lead. So uh, go Tribe. We will have another podcast coming shortly to talk about how the Browns have done. And uh, Sam is going to come on and we have a lot to talk about as well with her. But for now, just going to leave it at I'm picking the Tribe, rolling with the Tribe. Go Tribe. All right. Talk to you guys. Waiting for you